contestants, messy games, the fun car Grand Prix race, and the crazy chase to win lots of prizes. Now here's the guy who puts the fun into Funhouse, Pat Sharp! Hi, welcome to the Geeky Retro Nerd Show. My name is Adam and I am a Geeky Retro Nerd. And this show, as always, is sponsored by the tremendous folks at truffleshuffle.com. Head to their website. You will see lots and lots of geeky t-shirts and retro gifts. And if you use my exclusive discount code of GRNS15, you will get a 15% discount if you spend £25 or more. And it is international shipping, so nobody misses out. Thanks for tuning in once again. I've got a belter of a show for you. I'm so excited. Um, I have a guest on the show today who is the king. The king. I've got royalty on my show. He is the king of not only uh, the radio, he's a fantastic DJ, but the king of kids' television. In 1989, a TV show in the UK um, was thrust upon us and our lives would never be the same again everybody wanted to be on it if you were a kid you were jealous of the kids that were on it i am of course talking about funhouse i'm talking about pat sharp who i must say is an incredibly nice fella really witty really quite humble as well considering everything he's achieved um I don't want to delay anymore, but stay tuned to the very end where I'll give details on how you can win a Funhouse t-shirt, kindly given by truffleshuffle.com. Here we go. Okay, so I am incredibly excited to be seeing uh, Pat Sharp. Welcome to the Geeky Retro Nerd Show. How are you doing? Well, that's very kind of you, Adam. You're obviously easily pleased. I'm doing okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, my wife will say I'm easily pleased, but um, I'm, I'm incredibly excited to have you on the show. Um, I've, I've been wanting to talk to you, talk to you for, a, for a little while now, because when I started having guests on the show, I wrote a list. And on that list, in big capital letters, I had Pat Sharp. Um, so I'm incredibly excited. And, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is because this year is 30 years of Funhouse. I believe it was in February this year, marked the 30th anniversary of Funhouse. Absolutely, yeah. The first one that was broadcast was broadcast in February 89, but it was actually recorded in the summer of 88 in Scotland at STV. And uh, we did the whole series in a week, as we did every year. A lot of people always ask me, you know, oh, you did Funhouse for 10 years. It must have taken up so much of your time. And I said, nope, it took me one week a year. It was for seven days. Myself and the twins would go to Glasgow and we would go to Scottish TV, which was obviously the the ITV network there. And uh, we would record 14 shows, two a day, two times seven days is 14. So one in the morning, one in the afternoon for seven days. We did literally, you know, started on a Monday and finished on the Sunday. And then uh, that would be 14 shows, which is three and a half months worth of programs, 14 weeks. So that's how it worked. So it sounds... uh quite a grueling schedule for that for that week yeah it was yeah absolutely yeah and 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 i believe um that you know you were you were working as a dj at the time 
Absolutely correct. Yeah, I was on Capital Radio at the time in London before there was a Capital everywhere. It was just London. Uh, it actually lived up to its name then because it was called Capital for a reason because it was in <laughs> the Capital. And uh, you know, I was doing my shows, and then I would take a week's holiday, and instead of going on holiday, I would just go and work, as you said, pretty hard because it was a tough schedule. You'd be up at about five a.m. and you'd be in the studio by six, fully made up, and sometimes you know by six thirty, seven a.m pretty much every day you would be recording a show and pretending it was five o'clock on a Friday afternoon saying, <laughs> here comes the weekend. And sometimes, you know, you didn't really feel like it was the weekend at sort of that time in the morning with a load of kids screaming. But um, yeah, I would take a week off work from my regular 52 week a year job and go and make fun house and do a whole series. So how, so how, so you're working on Capital Radio. How did you end up uh, doing fun house? Did you have to so, interview? Were you approached? Or yeah, you're pretty much spot on. I mean, it's the same as any other job that you would do. Remember, when I work at Capital Radio, I'm a freelance presenter. I don't yeah. work at Capital. I work for Capital because that's where I've got the job and that's what I'm doing. But I don't. I'm not staff. I'm just a DJ mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. doing my shows. So meanwhile, my agent and myself are bustling around looking for other things to do and to uh, to make happen and. Um, he sends me along to an audition. Well, no, he actually sends me for an interview first. You're right. Sends me to an office in St. Martin's Lane in London that Scottish TV had at the time. Uh, I don't think they do anymore. I think all their offices are based in Scotland. But he sent me along there and I met uh, some of the bosses and they said what they were planning to do. And they gave me a VHS tape of what was the American version of Funhouse, mm-hmm. hosted yeah. by J.D. Roth. Right. I went home and watched the video and thought, ah, I could do that, no problem. He's just just running around with a couple of birds, looks a bit of a laugh. So, you know, no problem. So then uh, I said to my manager, yeah, go on, get me an audition. And so I went up to to Glasgow and flew up there and did an audition with the twins, Melanie and Martina, who I met up there, uh, who were 16 at the time. They had to have a chaperone with them. They were so young. And um, also John Leslie was there and two other girls. And... We worked with both sets of girls, myself and John. I did an audition with Melanie and Martina and with the other girls, whose names I can't remember. And he did an audition with Melanie and Martina and the other girls and right. chose me and the other uh, chose me and the twins, who we all know, as opposed to them, uh, the other guys. So we, we, we got the gig and we did the gig forever. So it was our job. But yeah, it was a simple audition process. They thought that we looked good together you know, all blondes. And um, uh, also, of course, I think John being very, very tall and the twins not being that tall, ideally didn't really fit sort of six foot six against five foot one or whatever the twins are. He's a tall fellow, isn't he? Yeah, the twins are not that tall. So I think there was a huge... I think also I did hear, I don't know if this is true or not, but you can, uh, you know, include it in the podcast and people can speculate over it. (laughs) I did hear that... um, Scottish TV making the show perhaps felt that having a Scottish presenter would be a little bit biased because of the fact that it was going to be on everywhere in the country. It was a network show. So I think perhaps, I don't know, it's just a rumour. I think that I heard that they thought that if they hired somebody Scottish, people would say, well, that's not very fair. We're seeing this in England and Wales and whatever, but then it doesn't really make sense if they hire somebody English either because it means the Scots would bear their nose out of joints. I don't know. (laughs) Either way, they thought we were a good three-pairing set of guys, you know, so they put us on, myself, Melanie and Martina Grant, and we made the first show in August uh, 88, broadcast in 
99 and the last show i think was broadcast sometime in the year 2000 so we did pretty well so so that, so that's about 11 or 12 series i think that was 149 episodes yeah probably that, something I, like that. exactly something like that i mean i think one year they made two series i think yeah so they could have been something like that but i don't know exactly how many episodes there were but i'm sure it's online and i think you've done your homework so i'm going to go with you adam I think. <laughs> well I, I i googled it if i'm honest um, but I didn't realise actually when I was when I was looking up some uh, stuff about funhouses, I, I didn't know that it was an American show. I should have realised, but I didn't realise. I didn't know it was an American show yeah. uh, first. And and the show that you guys did here um, was pretty much a carbon copy yeah, of what was happening so. over in the states, right down to the twins. Yep, and even some of the games were exactly the same as well. So, uh, yeah, very much so. It was a carbon copy in, in many respects. I mean, you can watch some of the American ones on YouTube. There's not that much on there, but you can see a bit of it. There's more of our ones. Um, and then again, ours lasted so much longer and was way more successful than the American version. Yeah, because it was, again, I was I was looking this up online, and that, that one only ran for a couple of years, I think, two, <laughs> two or three years, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah you, you went right up to 99. Yeah, 99, and, and as I say, we recorded it in 99, and I think it was broadcast in 2000, some of the final episodes, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Can you believe, Pat, that it's it's 30 years? Does, does it feel like 30 years? It's strange, really, because 30 years is quite an anniversary for me for 89, because we were we were in the charts with the Pat and Mick records that we recorded for Capital Radio's Help of London Charts, so we were pop stars and in the top 10. And um, I was, you know turning up on on capital and also on tv on celebrity squares with bob monkhouse and and um i was doing surprise surprise with Scylla and all these did big you? tv shows yeah yeah i did loads of those shows so everything that i was doing back in 89 30 years ago was kind of all big high profile stuff i suppose and it was in the days before you know the internet and a million mm-hmm. tv shows even Sky TV had only just started in 89. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was on, on one of the main terrestrial channels that was seen by millions of people. Funhouse would get viewers in those days, you know, close to 10 million that, uh, that um, you know, Saturday night TV could only dream of now. Uh, well, that's, that's what I was going to say. I mean, it, it's quite extraordinary, really. Um, to be having that amount of viewers on a Friday afternoon after school. But um, not surprising because every kid in the land wanted to be, myself included, wanted to be on Funhouse. It was it was the dream <laughs> to be on Funhouse. And we were jealous of everybody that was on Funhouse. We were jealous of, you know, the kids that got to go in the Funhouse and the prizes uh, and the Funhouse jackets. I was desperate for a Funhouse jacket. Um, still am if you've got any lying around Pat. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny you, you mentioned how how much people adored it because I've only really realized that recently perhaps in the last 10 years or so because when you were doing it you didn't think that much of it and if I had a pound now for every person who comes up to me at one of my DJ sets and says I wrote to, to you 500 times and you never replied I never saw a single letter from anybody asking to be on Funhouse because you weren't, you know, they never gave out an address. You weren't meant to write in. You know, people obviously said to their mum, 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 I want to be on this. And the mum looked up at the end of the show and saw it was made by Scottish Television, got the address of Scottish Television from directory inquiries or wherever you got things in those days, and um, literally 
wrote a letter with the kids and, and they never showed any of them. They never showed any of those letters to any of us. We never saw any of them. The way the kids were chosen was by the TV company going around and auditioning, looking for two kids, a girl and a boy at a school in Cornwall and a girl and a boy at a school in Norfolk or something like that. And they would choose them eventually from all the people they auditioned at the schools and put them up against each other in one of the shows. And that's how they did it. They never, ever, ever told us about a single letter or anybody wanting to be on it. So we had no clue how popular it was. Well, I, I didn't go as far as writing your letter, Pat, but I can guarantee... So I was nine in uh, 1989. Um, I can guarantee that the 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 fever for Funhouse was real. <laughs> it's funny, <laughs> you know, people like yourself would have gone to school the next day, or not the next day, because obviously it was a Friday. You would have gone to school maybe on Monday and would have discussed, you know, which team won, yellow or or reds and, and what the prize was and everything and or how that game was a bit rubbish and how you could have driven the go-karts faster or which one of the twins you preferred. You know, it would, have been, it would have been that kind of stuff that we would never have been aware of. Whereas today, you know, put Funhouse on today with all the things that go on with Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and this and that and the internet. And it would be like, it would be just like buzzing, obviously, if there wasn't a million other things to do like Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat and all the other things that are connected with the internet. You must remember that the reason why Funhouse was popular and had huge audiences is because not there weren't many other things for kids to do. You know, they come home from school, chuck their bag down, and there was the broom cupboard on the BBC, or there was there was us on ITV, and there wasn't no other sort of form of you know, no one had a smartphone, no one had anything else to do, no Facebook, no, no anything else. So we were we were the uh, the main option. Yeah, well every night I used to run home from school, throw my bag down and go out and play football. Apart from a Friday, I'd watch Funhouse first and then go and play football. Oh, that's amazing. And I thank you for that. Thank you for making Friday special. <laughs> so, you, so you mentioned before there, Pat, the, the Fun Cart Grand Prix. That was my favourite bit. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when I was a kid watching it, it seemed like they were flying around there at a million miles an hour. Uh, when you watch it on YouTube now, it's, more like, it's, it's more like one mile an hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you know you're screaming at them when they couldn't reach the 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 little token that they had to to, to get off the little because <laughs> they weren't close enough or their arms weren't long enough. Now I'm sure. Hopefully you can confirm this for me, Pat. I'm sure, and I've, I've looked on YouTube a million times and I can't find it. But I'm sure in one episode you were nearly ran over it's by true. one of yeah. the cars. Yeah, you're spot on, Adam. I was. Um, and if, if it's not on YouTube, that's good because it. Bloody hurt. I remember this kid came towards the flag and he was quite quick. And I thought, you know, I watched him in rehearsals. He's not dawdling like most of them. He's grabbing the tokens, or if he doesn't get the token, he misses it and then flies round to try and get the next one or to knock somebody <laughs> off the track. And he came towards the checkered flag and I stood there with the flag and then brought the flag down and went, yes, like that. And he just kept going. And I went, uh-oh. And suddenly he sort of impaled me into the hoardings <laughs> of the set. And uh, I was in agony, and he just still kept going. He didn't take his foot off the accelerator for anything. And I went, get, get, get him off the car, turn the engine off. <laughs> so it was quite a moment. And if it's not on YouTube, as I say, that's good. It uh, it, me, it leaves me a little bit of, um, uh, I suppose, in a way, a presence of today that I'm still around. 
Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I, I, I was telling my wife about it. Um, I says, can you remember when Pat Sharp nearly got ran over on the Fight Card Grand Prix? And she was like, no. And I says, I'm sure I'm not making it up. No. Uh, I, and I, I can't find it on YouTube. So, think, so yeah, your, your dignity that, is intact. Yeah, your wife's just got better things to do in her life. <laughs> I can't blame I think her. she has. <laughs> uh, um, Pat, I, I heard something as well. And hopefully you can confirm this or deny or whatever. Um, that there was going to be a spin-off of Funhouse, uh, which was for adult contestants. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Back in the day, there was. They made a pilot for it. Yep. And I think if you do have a Google around for that, you'll find it. It was with Linda Lusardi. Yes, I read that. So, so Linda Lusardi was a presenter. She was the page three girl at the time, who they put down as the presenter, yeah. And um, she went up to Scotland and became me uh, and used the set that was there uh, after we were filming one one day. And uh, instead of two twins, girls, they had two twin boys. I don't know if they were twins, but they were certainly two big, muscular guys. And it was like a sort of a late-night adult version of it with the... I think with condoms instead of balloons and all sorts of things going on. All oh, right, so so it actually was for adults. Yeah, absolutely. All uh, right, I thought because I thought it was just with adults um, contestants. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> it was for, for adults, adults to watch. It was going to be a bit more saucy, and uh, <laughs> it wasn't going to be on kids' TV. And you know who was one of the contestants in the pilot, don't you? I think I know, but I'll let you see. No, no. If you know, you know. Go on. Well, I think, somebody went on to be a TV presenter. I think it was Carol Smiley, was it? Well, it was Carol Smiley was one of the contestants because she's Scottish and from that neck of the woods, and she was there, and they auditioned her, and she looked great, and ended up getting a job as you know in her own rights as a TV presenter for many years on Wheel of Fortune and various other things. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so Carol was uh, was was uh, a contestant on the pilot, and I'm sure that the the whole pilot episode does exist somewhere. But nowadays, you know, even today, you know, we're we're pretty close, having had a couple of efforts from various people over the years. Uh, we're close to actually working with somebody who will bring an adult funhouse to uh, to the country maybe not on television but certainly in a in a live interactive immersive attraction type format so that could well happen and you could you could be playing in the fun house yet adam and, and driving go-karts and having a pint afterwards <laughs> and then having a little dance and everything so we're very close to doing what the crystal maze has done and for a fun house to be happening and, and I was actually, I was actually going to ask you about that if if it was I, I had read that there'd been a couple of attempts to bring it back in some shape or form and and if you'd been approached mm-hmm. um, to to be involved but has it ever has anybody ever tried to bring it back to television? No, but that's also uh, in the in the sort of uh, the pipeline of possibilities where someone could look at it. I don't know if they're looking at it for adults or for kids or whatever, but certainly to have the same name, to have the rights to the name, and to use it as a as a new television show for you know probably 2020 and to see uh, how it would work. My guess is it would be revamped not as a kids TV show but as something for adults but on television. So yeah, that could well happen still. I mean, if you were asked to do it again, would you? It wouldn't be me. I can't see it being me, no. I mean, 
look, if they asked me, I'd probably jump at it because I think it'd be be great, but it would be also a bit odd to have a 57-year-old bloke doing it, or even 50, I'll be 58 next year, so I don't know if, if I'm a bit too old for that. And, you know, the twins are 48, and uh, or they will be next year, they're 47 now each. And, uh, um, you know, <laughs> would it be a bit odd to have us on? I think, you know, you'd probably be looking for a, a younger presenter, a younger set of presenters, wouldn't you? Somebody from yeah. Love Island, probably. <laughs> I, I suppose you're right. And actually, you know, you've mentioned the twins a few times. I, e- I actually emailed the twins yeah. um, to see if I could get the speak to them, but they haven't replied. They've oh. got an email address on Twitter. Um, so mm. they might be busy. Maybe they might reply and I might be able to speak to them as well. well one day. You want to speak to them? Uh, Monica could sort that out for you because she uh, she represents the twins and does a lot of stuff. Oh right. So um, if you just go to Monica on email, she'll she'll work that out for you easily. Nice tip. Thank you very much. I shall try that. Um, Pat, just quickly, I, I asked some of my Twitter followers um, if they if they wanted to ask you any questions. I had lots of questions about the twins, which I can't ask on here. Well, I know what uh, I am. Yeah. But, what, but one question which I wanted to know about as well is, um, did you hang around with any of the other kids TV presenters at the time? Because I think I, I recognise you as the, the, the king of kids TV. And I think that was a couple of pretenders to your throne, like Neil Buchanan, or um, there was a couple of others. Did, did you ever... Um, hang out, hang out with them, or you know, socially, or anything like that. Oh, there's Dave Benson Phillips. That's the name I was trying to think of. Dave Benson yeah. Phillips. He well, was good as well. well. I work, I work with Dave every weekend, to this yeah. day. Yeah, Dave and I host all the Let's Rock festivals. We have done for the last. Ah, yes. Every summer for fifteen Saturdays in a row, I work with Dave, and uh, we are the compares, and you know we. We jump on stage together and I say, uh, hey, does anybody here remember Dave off the telly? And everyone goes, yeah. I go, well, he's still off the telly. <laughs> but uh, no, we have, a, we have a good fun together. Um, back in the day, I would have known Dave as well from uh, doing Get Your Own Back yeah, on the other side. Back, yeah. Taking the mic that he never got the ratings that Funhouse got and BBC wasn't as good. But, um, you know, and uh, I obviously worked on other kids tv shows i did saturday morning telly i did what's up did. doc for three years with what's up doc wow i did that with andy crane and yvette fielding and jenny powell and people like that and you know to this day i mean i work on the same radio station as andy crane now i work at greatest hits radio and andy's on there so um you know it's all i suppose comes round, and you keep in touch with people as and when you see them so i suppose back in the day you know i kind of went and did my job and just got on with it and then went back and did my radio show so i didn't really hang around with any of them but Certainly on Saturday morning telly, you know, we all stayed in the same hotels and we all got to know each other well and, and remain friends to this day. And I don't have a problem with anybody. So, yeah, I would say we're all pretty blessed to have done kids telly at a time when people watched kids telly and there wasn't yeah, it was, millions. It was height. Yeah, it's um, it's a different era, as you know, today and the way that the world works is different. I mean, can you imagine if you were a kids TV presenter today, 30 years on? And then having this conversation with somebody like you 30 years from now, it wouldn't happen. You probably wouldn't even be well known 30 minutes from now. No, I know it's a it's a it's a crowded market now. Yeah, I think yeah. And competing, like you say, um, competing for um, time against phones and tablets and yeah. YouTube and 
and all the rest of it. So you so you you, you mentioned a couple of things there that that you're involved in. Uh, now, what what else are you up to? What are you doing now, Pat? Well, as I say, I do a show for Grady's Hits Radio, which is a national uh, radio station that belongs to Bauer Media, a sister station to Kiss and Absolute and Magic and stations like that. And um, it's all 70s, 80s and 90s. And I'm on the air 10 till 1 on Saturdays doing that show, which is great fun. And equally, I also cover Mark Goodyear's show on weekdays when he's off, doing 10 till 1 on weekdays for probably six or eight weeks during the year when he's away on holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, I do three shows uh, that go out in Norway every week on P8 Pop, which is a national 80 station across Norway. Oh. I'm still quite well known in Norway from the days, of, days of being on Sky Channel, um, which is the pan-European channel that came before the Sky TV you know now. Uh, and I was a pop music video jockey on there. I was going to say you were a VJ, weren't you? Yeah, a VJ. Which a VJ. Like, yeah, I was the first person to play the AHA video for Take On Me. Were you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I interviewed AHA, and uh, we used to interview all the big bands back in the day and bring them to 36 countries, which saw these pop bands for the first time in conversation with people like myself. And I was on there with Tony Blackburn and Gary Davis and Kid Jensen and Peter Powell and... Nino Ferretto and loads of other people. So it was good times. So I remain quite well known in Norway and I do lots of shows in Norway. I probably do about 15 gigs in Norway every year. Um, I play DJ sets and compare and host uh, ceremonies in, in Oman and Dubai and Bahrain and Abu Dhabi for all the expats. And I play at snow bombing in Austria every year, DJ there with the likes of Craig David and Liam Gallagher and Fatboy Slim. And wow. I don't have a single weekend free until God knows when at the moment. I'm working literally every weekend doing different DJ sets. Just this weekend, just gone, I played in Bognor an 80s weekend on Friday night. Then I played at Let's Rock Scotland in Edinburgh all day Saturday. And Mm -hmm. then I came back from there on Sunday morning and went straight to Minehead and played in Minehead in Somerset at their 80s weekender and then went home. And that uh, that was my weekend. So... Uh, an average weekend for me is is traveling and playing DJ sets all over the place, really, not just the UK. So I'm uh, pretty blessed and very lucky that nostalgia is rife. Well, well, it is. I think you've hit the nail on the head. You know, people like um, myself who, you know, have a podcast which is very nostalgic. It's based on things I used to enjoy watching and doing when I was growing up, you know, and, and a lot of a lot of people and companies are capitalising on that now, you know, like they're bringing movies back that were out in the 80s, like Star Wars and things like that. So, um, you know, the nostalgia um, at the minute is is, uh, is is really, really high. Um, so, yeah, so you're dead busy, super busy. Um, yep. So I, I really, really appreciate your time. But before I let you go, Pat, uh, my listeners would never forgive us if I don't mention um, – the mullet. <laughs> <laughs> I left a slight pause there for people to go, oh, has he been cut off? He's not there anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, go on. Then. What do you reckon to the mullet? What would you like to mention? It was a beautiful thing, wasn't well, it? Th- well, it was It was a beautiful thing. I've, I've often heard uh, your mullet described as majestic. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I think... I, I, I think um, Mullet was a very popular hairstyle in the eighties, but I think when you when you talk about the mullet or you mention the mullet, there's, there's one person you think of. Well, maybe it's two. Chris Waddle 
and yourself. Well, that's kind of you. Um, yeah, I think without being unfair to Chris Waddle, I'd say he's uh, he's not quite as high up the list as me. I think when it comes to the Muppet, I, you know, I've seen things in the paper when Cheryl Cole did something with her hair at the back and the front and they went, Cheryl does a pat. And they put a picture <laughs> of me. They did the same with David Beckham when he did something that resembled a Muppet. He went, look, Beckham does a pat sharp. So I think, uh, you know, as nice as Chris Waddle's was, even though I don't really remember it, uh, mine was... Definitely much more, you know, business at the front and party at the back. That's why it's gone on to win all the awards at the Smash Hits, Worst Haircut, everything you can ever imagine. And people still Is that say, right? Did you win that award? You know, many times, many years. Or people will still come up to me and go, oh, uh, when did you cut your hair? I say, oh, just, you know, quarter of a century ago. They, oh, oh, right. I thought you still had long hair. No, I had it cut. Why? Oh, it was getting a bit long. <laughs> I mean, do you mind, you know, people talking about your mullet and that? I mean, it's, it's all good fun, isn't it? Tribute, mate. Absolutely. If anybody remembers me for anything, it's fine. They go, didn't you used to have long hair? Yes, I did. Oh, I remember you. Great. Have a nice day. <laughs> uh, Pat, I really enjoyed talking to you. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time out to, to talk to me. I, I really, really appreciate it. Well, you're um, kind, Adam, and thanks for having me on your geeky podcast. Thank you very much. Take care, Pat. All the best, Ed. Thank you. Cheers. Have a nice evening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So there you go. Isn't he a nice fella? Really, really nice fella. Really funny. I really enjoyed that. I was absolutely buzzing after I had that conversation with him. Uh, I really, really like him. I think he was okay with us mentioning his mullet. <laughs> I wasn't too sure. That was a big pause, and I was like, uh-oh. Uh, but he took it in good fun. He took it in good humour, which I kind of knew he would. Now then, I said at the start of the show, if you stay tuned to the very end, you will find out how to win a Funhouse T-shirt. Now, we all wanted one. We all wanted a Funhouse T-shirt. I said to Pat there, I, I was dying for a Funhouse jacket. I haven't got one of them. But the guys at truffleshuffle.com are giving me a Funhouse T-shirt to give away. And what you need to do is, is head to my social media channels on Facebook, Geeky Retro Nerd Show, and Twitter, at Geeky Retro Nerds, and Instagram, Geeky Retro Nerd Show, where you will find the details on what you need to do to win the t-shirt. So head on over to my social media channels. If you're entering, good luck. You know you want one. You know you want one. Uh, good luck. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Pat Sharp. I've got loads more guests lined up for you uh, who I hope you'll find really fun and really interesting. And I just want to remind you that you can listen to this show and other shows on an app called Podcoin. Podcoin is a completely free app which is available on Apple or Android. You can download it at either of those stores. And the way it works is you get paid to listen to podcasts. Sounds too good to be true? Well, it, it's not because it's true. Um, the way it works is the more you listen, the more you earn. You, you earn points. You can convert them into gift cards for Amazon or Starbucks, for example. Or if you're so inclined, you can convert it and donate it to charity. And they've donated hundreds of thousands to charity already. It's really worthwhile. So check it out. That's Podcoin on Apple and Android. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. 
Thanks so much for tuning in and listening. Last week was a record-breaking week for the show. I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for you. Thank you so much. I'll catch you next time.